Where are we at? Genesis chapter 4. Alright. We uh, we just talked yes, last week about um, Cain and Abel, about the attitude, um, about the style of worship. Um, we talked about it does matter to God. You know, the more and more I, I, I pay attention to all these different American Christian so-called churches and their carnival-style worship and their cotton candy gospel. Yeah. <laughs> candy gospel. Then, uh, I like that. You like that? <laughs> it's just, it's no wonder that America's in the state of affairs that it's in. You know, um, people constantly talking about how it really doesn't matter, and yet we consistently see throughout the Word of God that he has set standards. Um, and he punishes those that don't meet those standards. And that's exactly what's happened here. Cain and Abel go before God. Um, you have Abel's style, which is he gives his best to God and he lives by faith. And then you have Cain's style, what is you give God what suits you and you live by works. Now tell me that doesn't sound like a good portion of American Christianity these days. Um, so Cain's a little bummed out about this. Um, read, someone read for me um, verses 5 through 7. So I, I picture a child here, when you get on a child and you tell a child uh, you can't do this, or you scold a child, right? Um, first of all, Roth, um, it's not IRA, you know, it's not angry. <laughs> it's, it means he's, he's angry, he's upset, right? He's mad. It talks about his countenance, all right? Does anybody know what that means? Yeah. His expressions. His expressions, all right? It's just like, you know, we got this new puppy now. When you tell a new puppy no, the, the ears drop and it gets all down <laughs> or barks at you, you know. Um, so basically, God's sitting here in, in verse 5, um, and he does not respect Cain's and, and Cain's offering. So his, you know, visibly you could see vain, uh, Cain's attitude changes. You guys ever, you know, see that situation where you can just, you can tell one minute a person is in a good mood, a happy mood, all of a sudden you look at them and you're like, whoa, what is going on, <laughs> right? You look at them like, I'm just going to just walk away from this, right, this situation. Typically I did something and I got to ask the wife, what did I do? Uh, which, which, which is the next question God asks, why are you upset, right? That's where we get that from. God looks at uh, verse six, and Lord said to Cain, "Why art thou wroth, and why art, and why is thy countenance fallen?" Now, again, I continue to enjoy the fact that an all-knowing God gives us the opportunity to express to Him what's going on. 
he knows he can look at Cain and scold Cain without asking Cain what's going on. Just like in the Garden of Eden, right? You know, where are you guys at? It's not hide and seek, right? That you know, God knew where he was. We have a loving God. Everybody wants to say that God is this this hardcore, crazy lunatic. But he's not. He's a loving, he's a caring, he gives us opportunities. And he looks down here at Cain and he asks, he says, why, why you're upset? He gives Cain the opportunity to come forth. Now, um, in the next verse, verse 7, uh, he tells Cain. Now, we all think uh, God didn't take his thing. Cain got all mad and he killed Abel, right? Verse 7 are words that I think we should all live by. And if you're going to mark something down, I think verse 7 is a very important verse. Because here you have Cain who came to God with an incorrect offering. Whatever the reason it is, God didn't accept his offering. So before he punishes Cain, he gives Cain a second chance. He tells him, if thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? Right? He says, he says, Listen, I didn't accept it because you didn't do it right. If you do it right, then I'll accept it. So it's not a personal attack on Cain. It's not like God just decided, I don't like you, Cain, so I don't care what you do. I'm not going to take it. No, he says, listen, if thou doest well, shall it not be accepted? You look at Christianity today. If we do it God's way... God will accept it. Jim? I run into a lot, because I do a lot on LinkedIn with other people who are you know, saying different things, and kind of like the Facebook. But a lot, most of those people I run into are just, they're, they're going the, so far the other direction. Like, well, God loves you no matter what kind of thing. And it's like, wait, no, no. It's not like he's always bad, but he's always not like, you know, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, whatever your kids want to do, run around, you know, tear the house yeah. up, it's cool. No, he's he's got a set set of rules, and there and it's just if you're staying, it's kind of like staying in the middle of the road kind of thing. You yeah. could go in a ditch on either side, so just stay. Where you're well, and in, in all these situations, God talks to him first. Right. God Absolutely. gives him the opportunity. He asks, "Why are you upset?" He gives Cain the opportunity to plead his case or whatever he might say. And I don't know what the conversation was. He Cain may have talked to him, you know. But God's response is, if you do it. Do it the right way, then it's going to be accepted. Which tells me, again, God has a set of standards. He has a particular way everything must be done. And that continues to today. Amen. All right? The standards, that is, are, the standards are even set. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this idea that, well, God is loving, it doesn't really matter, is a lie straight from the devil. Right? God is loving. But he has a standard. He has a way we're supposed to worship. He has a way that we as believers are supposed to act. He has a, a, a way that we are to do the calling that God calls us to do. There's a way to be saved. Absolutely. There's a, you know. It's not just, oh, I love God. Yeah. Um, so then he continues on there in verse 7, and he says, If thou doest it not well, then sin lieth at the door. All right? So he says, if you do it my way, then I'll accept it. If you don't do it my way, 
then it's not going to be accepted. Sin lieth at the door. That means it's not going to be forgiven. It's not going to be forgotten. It's going to be with you all the time. Okay? You're going to be held accountable for it. No respect or persons. Absolutely. And it's like, it's simple. God says, listen, if you want to be forgiven of it, if you want to your sins to be forgiven, now whatever it is, then you've got to do it the way that I say it needs to be done. Now, you can do it your way. You can do it however you want. But you're still then going to be held accountable. Your sin will still be laying at the door, right? So, you know, it's God says, if, if you want it accepted, do it my way. If you want to be held accountable for it, then you do it your way. He gives, you know, basically he gives Cain the way to succeed, but gives him the option to choose his way. Now, to me, you know, no, God, that's okay. I'll just go ahead and keep it. You know, I'll, I'll handle it myself. He will do it all the time. Well, absolutely. You know, one of the things that drives me nuts sometimes is you hear a phrase that, well, God knows my heart. He knows I love him. Yeah. Well, of course he knows you love him. But because he knows your heart doesn't mean you're excused from all his standards. In fact, it, it makes you more responsible to meet his standards because those are the things that shows the world that you love him. Yeah. So the things you say and do and dress and act and how you worship and where you go and the people you feel, all those things matter even more because God knows your heart. So you have the formula. Go ahead. And that's here's the problem with Genesis. All right, we we're in chapter four. You know, the other three chapters was all about creation stuff. So we get it in our mindset that these boys are about ten or eleven years old. You know what I mean? That they're the first two children, and this is you know they're a handful of years just outside of the Garden of Eden. They're old enough to be accountable, or else he wouldn't have held. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. There has to have been, if he's holding a person accountable, God would have had to have at least given some sort of direction on how and what needed to be done. Yeah. Or he's not going to hold these, these people accountable. Now, I don't know when that came. I don't know if that was through the teaching. Listen, I will also, I, 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 and we'll get more into this as we continue here. Cain and Abel are not the only two children at this time. I firmly believe there are daughters at this point. And I believe a lot of these people are relatively <clears throat> older. And, and to be quite honest, I believe Cain and Abel actually have families at this point. Okay? I don't believe that they're just two random people and it's just the four of them on earth at this particular time. We see here a structure of some sort of offering set up, some sort of coming to a particular place to do that at. So the teaching, either it was just from Adam and Eve, but I still believe that it was from God and, and, and taught on how to do so. Real quick, John. I was going to say also with that is apparently God had been 
speaking with them to some degree. Still because, an audible connection. Yeah, right. I'm saying because it wasn't because I mean if right now if God came into this classroom, I mean and started speaking, I think we'd freak out like and, yeah. and it's like, and, but they're like because that's all changed in the New Testament. Right, and you're I right. understand that. They're used to that from the Garden of Eden, and and now I don't think they're walking with God anymore like they were. But I mean, it's clear. Yeah. on a regular basis, they're gonna freak out. Absolutely. He's like, oh, here's God again. Yeah, Cain didn't lose his mind because his audible voice came to him. They recognized the voice of God. They recognized. Here's the other thing: not only did they recognize that it was God, they recognized the authority of God. Right? Cain's upset about this, but he recognizes that God has the authority to decide what is right and wrong, and that's the problem we have in Christianity today is they've taken the authority of God out of the things of God. That's right. And so we've got to be careful not to say, well, they, it's not that big of a deal. God, it doesn't matter that much to God. God and only God has the right to make that decision. He wrote it down for a reason. You know, so we've got to be careful. I don't know what that means. Dwight, text me. Um, the, um, what was I saying? Oh, they, they remove the authority and that's our problem. We've got to make sure that God is our ultimate authority in all of this. And we always are focused on what he has to say. Um, God appeals to Cain to do what is right. That's that second chance. He gives him the second chance to live by faith and to overcome his sin. God further ensures him that if he corrects it, then he still retains. He talks here about, um, and unto thee um, shall be his desire, and thee shall rule over him. Um, some people will say that that was meaning more about sin. Of course, we always know, we know the, uh, the um, idea of the firstborn that obtains the rights and the headship to, and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's kind of what he's talking about. Again, if they've been around for quite some time, I believe a lot of that has already been instilled and been started. I know it's not all written down, but there's a lot that's gone on here that they've not made record of, okay? So to me, when I read these verses, I see God says, listen, you messed up, but that's okay. If you do it the right way, then you, you retain your heirship. Okay, your, your, your sonship, your whatever you want to call it, which think about that. If we live by faith today and trust in Jesus Christ, then we retain our sonship through Jesus Christ. That's right. If we do not live by faith, if we try to live by works, do we still retain that sonship, that heirship never had in the first place? So when you look at these verses here again, you have something that's outside the New Testament, but I think it's the gospel being preached here. He's telling Cain, if you live by faith, because we know later he says that, um, what was it? Um, Uh, it, uh, I can't remember what the verse was, but it talks about how a um, Abel's was accepted because his Abel's was effect. What was it about faith? Um, by faith, Abel's sacrifice was greater, or something. I can't remember the exact wording. We read it last week. You should have it wrote down. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, 
So we know that he accepted Abel's based upon faith. So here you have God saying, if you live by faith and accept my ways, then you obtain favor. Yeah, there we go. That's the word I was looking for. If you don't, then obviously that you don't, right? Um, is that him? Okay, so where was I? Um, yeah. Uh, you I receive saw... favor from the Lord if you live by faith. There you go. No, right. Um, <laughs> so that's where we're. Head of the class. That's 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 where we're at on that. Um, and, and that's what I like about that. You know, I. I it's the butterfly. It's the butterfly. I love seeing the gospel in other places than just John three sixteen. Yeah. Okay, because then it leads a lot more uh, a lot more solidarity to the fact that Christ is the way, and it continues to baffle me on how the Jewish people completely missed it. You know, we see throughout. I mean, we're just in the first four chapters, and we've seen God constantly making a way, offering forgiveness, giving second chances, and things fall apart. All right. So um, the next verse, four eight. And Cain talked with his with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. <clears throat> so um, Cain took God's word and and his correction and moved forward with it, right? No. Sort of. His brother wasn't going to rule over him. <laughs> he definitely made sure that that brother was not going to rule over him. Cain's jealousy does not drive him to heed God's instructions to do better and to grow. Listen, I, we're human, all right? We're going to have the, those times where we look at um, and we think, man, I don't understand why God blesses them so much. Why am I going through? so much or even why do they get away with what they get away with right oh, yeah. we're gonna <laughs> that's the one that really strikes home right you know so we get this human idea or this this human emotion this feeling of jealousy why do they have it better than me or why aren't they having it worse than me what we do with that determines who we become now we can give up say well that ain't fair that ain't right if they're not going to do it if you know if they're going to get away with it right when you're when exactly like adam and eve or when our children why'd you do this well so and so does this too right cain takes a little bit further um he strikes him down um he attacks the one that pleased god fast forward to today's american christianity who do so-called christians attack when it comes down to preaching the truth. They attack us. So instead of them doing better, they just try to tear us down. And that's the kind of mentality that we need to get away from is, you know, we need to try to lift other, other people up and bring them into. Cain had this opportunity to repent, right? Because God gave it to him. God said, do it the right way. 
and then I'll accept it. <clears throat> and then he turns around and hits his brother. And you're thinking, what? Have you lost your talking. mind? <laughs> I think one was talking and the <laughs> yeah. other one was plotting. Yeah, there was a whole I lot. I didn't feel like I had something to talk to you about. Yeah. <laughs> it's typical when you bring your brother over and then you lock him in a closet or something. Like, come here, let me show you something really cool. I'll let you play with this toy that I never let you have, right? So two people end up suffering instead of more than that. Well. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I mean, and, and, and yeah, I mean, you have a situation here that because one person, because Cain in and of himself, just like Adam, who chose not to do, follow God's word. You have now, you have Cain, who chooses not to follow God's word. And we'll take that even farther, as like he kind of alluded to. You have Cain, who will now suffer, because we're about to read his curse. You have Abel, who obviously suffered. He's dead. But you also now have families, generations, from there forth. I mean, the, Cain's people are, are cursed throughout time. You know, they're constantly a hindrance in, in, in a fight between back and forth. Of course, now all of Abel's family is without their head, head of their family. Um, you know, what, what Adam and Eve thought was their man from God, there is now God has to replace him with Seth. Um, you know, so here you have just all, all because... God gave a man a second chance, and he chose not to take it. He decided to go the way of the world. Which, again, leads back to Cain never was focused on God in the first place. Cain's heart was wicked. The Bible talks about how he was, this, you know, his father was the devil, right? His heart was never focused on God. Now, I don't know how Adam and Eve raised their children, but... Abel seemed to have got it. We read later when Seth comes along, it mentions the child that he has, and then it says from then on it mentions how they served God. All right? So apparently they did a halfway decent job. Sometimes people just don't listen, and they have to right. learn the hard way. Okay, But you don't give up. And God never gave up on Cain. In fact, again, when we read the curse, um, we see that God gives Cain, continues to protect Cain, right? Um, 1 John chapter 3. Verses 11 and 12. All right, you have Cain, who he had the opportunity to repent, but he chooses, chooses to follow a different path. Um, it says, for this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and slew his brother and therefore slew, and wherefore slew he him. Because his works were evil and his brother's righteous. All right, so God clearly calls out. There is a way we should act and a way we shouldn't act. And those two ways are wicked ways and righteous ways. And I love how God does a pulling punches on this. If you're serving God, you're living a righteous life. If you're serving God any other way, then you're serving the wicked one. All right? So it matters. It matters. Um, Jude... 
10 and 11. But these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally as brute beasts, and those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone the way of Cain, and greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward, and perished in the gainsaying of Kor. Here again, God continues to say, there is a way. And now we have, all the way back in the New Old Testament, very by chapter 4, God is clearly drawing the line, you live my way. If you want to be accepted unto God, then you live by faith. If you don't live by faith, then you're... Cain and Abel's, I love how it says, it's not that they weren't, they don't use rejected, they use not respected or respected. God doesn't even respect a person who is not living by faith. Well, he's no respecter of person. Absolutely. So here you have a situation where if you want God's approval, then you live by faith. You got to be careful on how God instructs us, when he instructs us. You gotta actually listen to him and not focus on other people and other sites. Is it just because they call themselves men and women of God does not mean they are? And I think that's where we've gotten into that. Well, they say they're, you know, called of God. I'm gonna tell you right now, they're probably not. And and, and I'm just gonna be brutally honest. There are thousands of churches in America led by people that are not called by God. Because it's too contradictory. God cannot call all those contradictory belief systems. It doesn't happen. Now, they may have been called initially and they've been led astray. They may have been put in situations to where they can be corrected and then follow in, in a calling of God. Okay? But you cannot stand up on pulpits or in Sunday school classes or pass along belief systems that are so contrary to the word of God and call yourself a servant of God. I don't play baseball, so I can't call myself a professional baseball player. If I stood up here and told all of you I was a professional baseball player, what would you think of me? You would laugh. Tony lost their money. That was a bad investment, right? Okay. They're trading you. <laughs> you know, in Acts, the disciples were called Christians. Either it was by those that opposed them or just people who labeled them by their beliefs, but they were called Christians because they followed Christ Jesus. Today, everyone calls themselves a Christian that's in a religion that mentions the word Jesus. Even the Mormons will call themselves Christians because they have the prophet Jesus. Okay? <clears throat> term Christian today means nothing, and it's sad, but it really, honestly, it used to mean a person who followed Christ Jesus. Now it doesn't. Now you just got to say there's a person named Jesus, and you don't have to have any belief in him. Um, where are we at? We probably should stop. So you have Cain's jealousy there. You see what he did with it. Instead of taking... God's opportunity to repent. We, we need to watch for that. 
we need to, you know, we get caught up in our lives and we get into situations. We've got to stop sometimes and say, is this really what God wants me to do? Because in all fairness, when the world would look at Cain, if they looked at Cain and Abel today, you would have people standing on the street saying, there's nothing wrong with what Cain did. Cain gave what he had. Who do you think you are? Right? They would say that, you know, you're asking for too much. You're being too literal. Right? But Cain's was not expected, not not respected. Because he didn't give by faith. Whatever he was supposed to give, he didn't give it the way he was supposed to. And he was born that way. <laughs> yeah. But it's clear that, that, that Cain never, never, his focus wasn't on God. And listen, you take today, I don't think it matters what the ministry you're in. As long as it's a, as long as it's a ministry that God's called you to, and you give 100% of you to it, that's what matters. As long as that ministry is meant to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, then that's what we're supposed to be doing. Questions, comments? Jim? You say the thing is,